0: us from the first epistle to the Corinthians, beginning in chapter 13. Love never ends, as for prophecies they will pass away, as for tongues they will cease, as for knowledge it will pass away. For our knowledge is imperfect and our prophecy is imperfect. But when the perfect comes, the imperfect will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I gave up the ways of children. So now we see in a mirror, dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know even as I have been known. So faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. This is the word of the Lord. When the Apostle Paul beloved in the Lord, lists faith, hope, and love as the triad of things that abide. He takes care to assert the greatest of these is love, agape. This superiority of agape within the standard Pauline triad seems noteworthy in two ways. First, there's the stark fact that Paul accords the supremacy to love and not to faith. If certain other Christians had written that epistle, the greatest of these would have been faith. But not for Paul. The greatest of these is agape. I make this point explicitly because there's reason to suspect that certain later readers of the epistles certainly would have written, and the greatest of these is faith. Several in fact would have said, the greatest of these is faith and faith alone. My speculation here is justified by the plain fact that some of Paul's later readers really did attempt to, con- to condense his teaching on justification by coining the expression faith alone. The expression faith alone appears only one time in the New Testament, and that is in the Epistle of James, where he says, Man is not saved by faith alone. It's the only time that expression appears. Now, pressed on the point, of course, those same students of Paul explained that real faith, living Christian faith, necessarily includes love. Love, thus, is subsumed into their full definition of faith. I suppose this explanation is not without merit. But faith alone still seems an unwarranted and improbable way of expressing Paul's mind on this subject. Why faith alone? Why not recognize, rather, that faith is subsumed into love and say, love alone? It seems to me this would arrive closer to Paul's thought. Unless I am mistaken, Paul never says, faith loves all things. He does emphatically assert, however, that love believes all things. In other words, love has faith. Love believes all things. What else can this possibly mean, except that the real Christian love, agape, includes faith? Without suggesting that living faith and true love really exist apart, I think that recognition that the greatest of these is love would prompt us not to regard love as subsumed into anything else, not even faith. I would not insist on this point except that Paul himself appears to do so when by way of hypothesis, he speaks of faith without love, by way of hypothesis. Though I should have all faith, he says, so that I could remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. On the hypothesis that you can have faith without love, you're nothing. Paul is able to conjecture, purely conjecture, a faith separate from love whereas he can't possibly conjecture a love without faith. In summary, then, a reliable adherence to the Apostle Paul's teaching on the matter would prompt all Christians to avoid theological expressions that obscure the truth. What truth? That the greatest of these is love. Second point. The supremacy of love among the three that abide lays the basis for yet another triad: faith, hope and patience. Paul thought Paul, me, Paul thought these three become, as it were, aspects of love. Listen to what he says tonight. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Love endures all things. Notice there that it is love that believes, love that hopes, and love that endures. Faith, hope, and patience. These these three are contained in love." The insertion of patience in the context of faith, hope, and love is hardly unexpected. In fact, when Paul elsewhere expressed his standard triad, he sometimes spoke of patience in the context of it. Indeed, this form of the triad is, in fact, earlier approximately five years before he wrote 1 Corinthians, Paul says in the opening lines of his first epistle, 1 Thessalonians, opening lines of 1 Thessalonians, written about the year 50, certainly no later than 50. But listen, we give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, Remembering without ceasing your what? Work of faith. Work of faith. So much for faith without works. Remember your work of faith. Your labor of love. Work and labor. And the patience of hope. Faith, love, hope, in connection with working, laboring, and enduring. He follows a variant form in his next epistle. This is a little longer text. This is the second Thessalonians, apparently written a year later. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you abounds toward each other, so that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. Notice in this text, patience takes the place of hope. In addition, Paul exhorts Timothy. This is much later. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, faith, love, patience, gentleness. To Titus, Paul writes, but as for you, Speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine that the older men, that may be presbyters, by the way, that may mean, mean the priests, presbytery can mean older men or it can mean the presbyters, whatever, be presbytery, that they be what? Sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, love, and patience. Now, with respect to love, Paul clearly thought it was inseparable from patience. And here is what the modern world, the contemporary world needs to hear, that love is inseparable from patience. In fact, when Paul starts to describe love in 1 Corinthians 13, what is the very first thing he says? Love is patient. Love is patient. Do You hear that a lot in contemporary songs about love. You hear that a lot in contemporary reflections about love, contemporary statements about love, that his chief quality is patience. Paul prayed that the Lord would direct the hearts of the Thessalonians, I quote, into the love of God and the patience of Christ. The love of God, the patience of Christ. This so much flies in the face of modern thought, but I wonder how modern men even dares to read 1 Corinthians 13. Well, they read it all the time. I mean, anytime there's anything going on, a wedding, a funeral, I maybe mean, just First Corinthians 13, because it sounds so really smooth. You know, but they actually listen to it. Modern man may be best symbolized in the character of Faust. You know, the character of Faust. Go back with me to that that scene near the beginning where Mephistopheles comes and visits Faust, Goethe's Faust. What does he curse? What does he curse? Cursed be hope. First thing. Cursed be hope. Second, cursed be faith. Cursed be hope. Cursed be faith. For allen, aber. But above all things, before anything, For allen. Okay. Cursed be geduld. Cursed be patience. Okay. Cursed be hope. Cursed be faith. Cursed be patience. There's the modern man who wants it all. He wants it all so much he will sell his soul. And he's selling his soul these days very, very cheaply. He will sell his soul rather than have faith and hope and patience. All aspects of the life in Christ, beloved, are correctly assessed in the light of love. St. John of the Cross Says that in the twilight of life, each of us is going to be judged by oh, one standard. And that standard is love. God's love is the font and source of all things. If I've quoted Goethe, I should also qu- quote Dante. Okay. Dante, who describes The love that makes the stars go around in their courses. Makes the stars go around in their courses. God's love is the font and source of all things. This is specifically true, moreover, of faith, of hope, and of patience. Amen.